Are we gonna, are we gonna sing in this episode? Um, is it a prerequisite where we have to sing in every episode? It's <laughs> it's kind of our thing. Oh, it's kind of our thing to sing in high falsetto, terrible yes. voice. Hi, I'm Lee. I'm Joe. And we are the Rewinders, rewatching childhood movies to see if they still hold up. And this time we watched An American, oh, American Tale. I have not seen this movie in, I'd say, 30 years or more. <laughs> Probably about the same for me. Mm-hmm. And just like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, well, I said that right, <laughs> <laughs> this was a public school movie to watch instead of doing class work. I can imagine. This one fits the bill better than Willy Wonka. I think so, too. I think so, too. And I remember it being really, really popular with everybody. Everybody loved it, talking about it. I remember on TV the music videos of uh, the song they sing, Somewhere Out There. Yeah. And and it's at the end of this this movie, too. They sing that song, the duet together. Which I prefer the mouse singing it. A lot. Yes, the people are... It's a really cheesy, lame love song. Uh, especially when they sing it. Yeah, it, it just feels over the top. Yep. So that's that's it for your, you? You just remember being in class watching it? I remember being in class. I remember everyone really liking it. I liked it, but that's as far as my memory goes. I don't. I remember it being a sad movie, and maybe that's one reason why I didn't watch it again in 30 years. And the only other memory I have is, I guess, a lack of memory. Uh, how does this movie even end? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Gun to my head, I could not tell you before I watch this again. <laughs> How this movie ends. Well, the ending, the absolute ending is not as memorable at all. I guess not. But your memories, <laughs> what are they? My memory is, I believe I saw this in the theater. And I think it was a school trip theater type <laughs> thing. More so that this became a a movie that my father brought home. And I just watched a lot of at home. And this was, I believe, my second Don Bluth film that I liked. So I think the first one that I, I got to watch was Secret of Nim. Mm-hmm. And then I think this one followed it. So it it's like the base building of my love for Don Bluth films. Yeah, and I think I know that about you, is that you love your Don Bluth. His 80s, maybe early 90s. After a certain point, I was just like, there's it doesn't a, feel like Don Bluth anymore. There's a drop-off of quality of story. I think even the animation's okay, but it drops off really, really quick, and then he's just done. I mean, he's still around yeah. doing stuff. He's still alive. <laughs> Sorry, Don Booth, you're still alive. <laughs> but well, I mean, and he's immortalized with Dragon Slayer and uh, the follow-up of uh, Time Warp. Those those two arcade games will always be amazing, no matter how infuriating they are. Oh yeah, that was something. For my childhood, that's bringing back memories too. And even they played it in Stranger Things season two, and that was yeah. a nostalgia kick in the face of oh, I remember that so-called video game that just ate my quarters. <laughs> that you maybe got seconds into because you couldn't see where the flashing thing was. Yeah, which which direction to go? The one and only choice you could have to continue yeah. the animated story. One long quick time. Mm-hmm. Event. They didn't make a game for an American tale, like, did they? 
where you have to choose, Fievel has to choose which way to go, otherwise he gets eaten by cats. <laughs> or the Russians that don't like Jews burn their house down. Yeah. Oh, I noticed that this time around. Yeah. Yeah, I immediately was like, ooh. Oh, 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 I see. Okay. I, I, well, this is actually history. Okay, well. Yeah, the the human aspect and how it relates to actual real world stuff really comes through watching it as an adult. As a child, there's no grasp of any of that. Yes. Well, let's get into an American tale. All right. I'm I'm always obsessed with credit sequences, so <laughs> I like that I, there's a a nice snowflake 3D animation that's flipping through, so for the time, it looks pretty nice. It's okay. It's okay. Then uh, James Horner music. Mm, yeah, and yeah. James Horner music. And you love James Horner. So I guess there's two oh. things I definitely know about Joe. He likes his <laughs> James Horner and he loves his Don Bluth. So they got mashed together in this movie. Yeah. So that's good. Is it? <laughs> we'll find well, out. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's not. So then we get introduced to uh, mice and they're having a Hanukkah party every day is hanukkah papa so the little girl gets a babushka Mm because they're in russia yes and the little boy gets the third generation sailor hat (laughs) yeah that's of course too big for his head it's uh 1885 and they're the and i love that their little house is uh just off to the side of the human uh, Moskowitz house. I like that little touch in wintertime. It's cold, burr, but they're inside and they're all safe and happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get to hear about the giant mouse of Minsk tale. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And where, where he chases off all the cats because he's huge and mean. And there aren't any cats in America. <laughs> but yep, that's where we go. There are no cats in America. Mm-hmm. And you got shush, shush, they'll hear you, they'll hear you. And then magically, uh, they do. They do, I yes. Because yep. the Cossacks yep. attack the village, which I was not even aware of what that was when I was a child. I think even as an adult, I have just a, a little understanding of what this uh, Russian anti-Jew uh, Jewish group is. <laughs> I know they have hats, and I know they brought in their cats also wearing the hats to burn down everything. <laughs> I, I mean, you got to give it credit when a military group comes in with military cats. Yeah, and these cats are, they're not like yeah, re- your regular house cats. They're enormous, feral, just, they're like tigers <laughs> roaring and whatnot. And they bust through wood like so, nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to kill all the little Jewish cats. I mean, mice. Yes, mice. Yeah. But Feifel grabs a pan and a, I guess, ladle, and he's going to chase him off by banging his pan at him. No. But that does obviously does not work. Yeah, so we're really introduced that Feifel is a wide-eyed go-getter, dives into things without thinking at all, little little mouse. Yep, he rushes into things, or... Yeah. Yeah, as you... You said it. Why why do I even need... You said it. No, you can can say it your own way, show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> their village gets burned down because they're just villagers and not a military group. So they move on to Hamburg, Germany, where they're going to hop on a boat and go to America. Yes. And I like that they have the little German polka band 
that's helping people, helping that people, <laughs> the mice go up into the ship. And just every time Fievel stops because he's a curious, annoying kid. <laughs> What's that, Papa? And then, the, yeah, the band stops and they have to, oh, we have to start again. And they get more and more annoyed until the uh, mm, clarinet player is so angry, his pants fall off. <laughs> I love this. Just that little touch of fun cuteness is, I, I, I love it. Yeah, it's really nice. And they go from that to instant depression of being on one of these boats that sails for a week or two to get across the Atlantic. Yeah, months. Well, maybe not months, but yeah, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Miserable. Everything's wet and gross and just kind of hauled together for warmth. Yeah. This is where uh, I learned what herring were, because before this, (laughs) I didn't know any other fish than bass and perch. Maybe... Trout and walleye, maybe. Yeah, but when you had your uh, your Friday night fish fries up in Door County <laughs> and your fish boils, that's I mean all the time. So yeah, but you didn't know about herring, and then yeah, five we don't last, have no herring up here. Nope. And five will ask the same question. We're dead, and he just explains. Oh, there are many types of fish: little, small ones, these right here, and enormous ones as big as the boat. Which, of course, makes him very eager to go up and see yeah. all these fish. Because Fievel, no. I'm not liking no. Fievel at all. Oh, he's making my stomach turn. Like, Fievel, just hang out with your family and, and lay low, man. No, he's got to go out and look at stuff. I mean, he's the kind of kid that you want to tie up and, yeah, yeah. you know, leave in the basement. Because it's, it's not because you don't love him. It's because you love him, you're going to tie him up in the basement. He's just going to wander off just staring at whatever is shiny and whatever is new. Yeah, Got to get a harness around him. Or at least a bell or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he should have gotten him yeah. for, for his birthday or for Hanukkah instead of a hat. Just just a rope. But we, get into, we have a... Is this our first song right here? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the No Cats song that I had for Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, they get together... Papa starts touting how there's no cats in America, so they have a big musical number with all the mice on the boat. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah. all the stereotypes come out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have the Italian mouse, who is a poor mother. He, uh, Yeah, a cat came in and ate her. Oh, no, oh, my God. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> I, I can't remember that. I, a... I'm surprised the Irish mouse wasn't just slobbering drunk. Yeah, the Irish mouse is just a tall, lanky one, and he actually had a pretty good singing voice. And yeah, wasn't yeah. just drunk. They they saved the drunk Irish mice for later. I guess they did. Yeah, there's a lot of racist. Well, I guess we'll wait until we get to that. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the song? Now, I mean, uh, now, yeah, eh. eh, yeah, me too. It was a eh song. As a kid, I liked it a lot because there's there's a lot of movement. It's a big number. I didn't really think about all the countries represented or anything like you that. You don't think about that stuff when you're a kid. It was a very just, yeah, it's a, it was an upbeat big number song, mm-hmm. and I liked it for that as a kid. Now it's just, but as soon as the song's over, bajow, big storm. Yeah, big thunderstorm. Downpours directly on the ship and then widens out over the rest of the ocean. I like that bit. Oh, nice. Everything about the weather is awesome in these little boat bits. Mm -hmm. I just like that. Oh, you just had a nice, happy song. Boom. Nope. Rain. Right on you guys. (laughs) Screw you guys. Damn immigrants. So the storm's making everyone sick. 
making them not being able to do stuff because water's wash- rushing through and everything. Mm-hmm. Fievel, on the other hand, oh, Fievel. gets a wild hair up his butt, rides a bar of soap. <laughs> He Which wa- is not exactly his fault, but he ends up doing it. Yeah, and, he, yeah. Uh, he gets caught in many different situations. Yeah, almost kills himself with a straight edge razor. And he wants to see fish, and he wants to see the yeah, fish he, that are up above above them. deck. He sees them flopping around, and so he says, "Oh, Dad, uh, my I threw my hat is up there. I gotta go and get it, Papa." And Dad is freaking out. No, Fievel, you're gonna fucking die, Fievel. No. And yeah, he gets swept overboard. And is lost at sea, and I love the animation of, like you said before, of just the angry sea and and the, how it becomes animated and alive. Yeah, yeah. The Poseidon monster of the sea comes out and like elbow drops and <laughs> everything else on the ship. And when I saw it now, I just was like, "That's amazing! I love that." Mm-hmm. It, it's actually really terrifying. I love it. And it was scary as a kid. Sure. And it's even more scary thinking about it. He's he gets swept overboard in the blackness of the ocean. Oh no, that's just scary. I don't know. That's one. Th- I guess that's more th- me. I really that terrifies me if you really think about it and how big and deep the ocean is. Anything could be down there. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Take your your size being the size of a mouse. Yep. And being put in the ocean. I know. But luckily, he finds I guess a. Uh, bottle that he manages to hide in or use as a life raft, we find out later on. <laughs> However that worked out. However that worked out, but family thinks Fievel is dead, is gone. The one thing that I also noticed, too, is hat disappears. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't come back for a while, and it just magically appears You're later, right, yeah. Which annoys me as an adult. As a kid, I didn't care. He, it's like Indiana Jones's hat. It's It's his... Trademark hat, and it'll always come back to him no matter what happens. It'll a brush of a gust of wind will just fling it back into his hands, like, oh, there you are. Uh, so his family makes it to America, obviously, all together. They process through immigration. Fievel does not process through immigration. Fievel's an illegal, he, he is, he gets picked up by not an American pigeon, no, nope. but a French pigeon. <laughs> a French pigeon played by, uh, voiced by Christopher Plummer. And I think he's British. <laughs> but yeah. He does a good job, though. I, I like I like this character Over a lot. The top silly bird. He picks him up and says, oh, here, here are, here's my statue I'm building for America. Come out and hang out in it and I'll clean you up. And this is where we get our second song, Never Say Never. Never say never again. Which is better, in my opinion, than the first song. It is better, yep. But I think it's also assisted from uh, the actor playing uh, the pigeon. Because he's so good at that voice. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. Christopher Plummer is not British. He's Canadian! So... Canadian's more French than British. Yeah, he's a Quebecois. Yep, he's a where you are. He's a Quebecois. <laughs> so after he's sung to about not giving up by the bird, and the bird delivers him down to some place on, uh, I'm assuming Ellis Island. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, he immediately runs into a warranty rat. Waka waka. And a cockroach. I like the cockroach. Uh, 
him Digit or something like that. Yeah, and he's just he's the one who counts the money and just has a nervous tick and electricity on his uh, antennas for some reason. Yeah, it's a good little mm-hmm. bit for that character. Yes. So we learn that w- Warranty is a little bit upset that he's not making as much money as last month. So he states that, oh, I hate losing money. Guess what, Warren? You're not losing money. You're still gaining money, just not as much. But 50 cents. But I guess to him, that's losing money. A whole 50 cents he needs. And literally, Fievel falls into his lap and says, yeah, I'll help you out, kid. I'll find your family. I know exactly where they are. So he whisks up Fievel and says, hey, I know where your family is. Follow me. And takes him to basically a sweatshop. But on the way... He passes by his actual family. He has actual family that immigrated legally into America. And uh, the sister got her name changed to, I think, Tilly or something. It was Tanya, and then they changed it to Tilly, as they did, was customary at the time, I guess, at Ellis Island for changing names. At the After the sweatshop, he meets uh, another mouse named Tony. Tony's got an annoying voice, to say the least. Not a fan but of Tony. Fievel helps out and he talks about basically um, Rapunzel and then escapes. Tony escapes too. Yeah. I'm assuming the rest of the other mice children just stayed where they were because they were too scared. They didn't have names, so they weren't able to escape with <laughs> the street tough Tony. Yeah, I'll fight anything. I'm Tony. Yeah, I'm a street tough guy. I'm an Italian mouse. Yeah. I got a girlfriend. Her name is Bridget, and she's Irish. Not yet. I know, but it they have to have known each other before because they just instantly just start banging. It's called hormones, Lee. Uh, oh, oh, and then they have mice hormones. My God. Yes. Yep. Oh, it's I, even worse. I wasn't thinking in mouse uh, terms, I guess. <laughs> After Fievel escapes... Uh, he hears violin music, so he rushes over to that, and it's just a, uh, uh, I can't remember what those devices, it's not a Victrola, it's... A phonograph? Yeah, that's a phonograph, right? Yeah, I believe that would be the correct term. It's an old-fashioned record player-ish type thing on a tube, a, a wax cylinder tube from yeah. from Edison, because it says it on the side. Yeah. Thomas Edison, probably stole from some other person. Yeah, eh, that sounds like his style. It's a style. Besides, you know, killing animals with electricity and whatnot. But poor Fievel, as he gets thrown into this thinking it's his dad and just sounds, yeah, he falls into it and just loud noises. Then the women see him start throwing stuff at them, their bras, I guess, even. <laughs> and he falls, garments, yes. And he falls out the window and back on the streets with Tony, I think. Yeah, he meets up with Tony and almost immediately uh, he sees... A lady mouse giving a speech on the street. Yeah, who I mentioned. Yep. How they have uh, freedom of speech in America. Oh yeah. She can play cat if she wants to, and he's all like, bah, bah, lady, oh, "She's so bah. pretty, there." Yeah. And uh, yeah, as soon as they see each other, they're all derp for each other. Yeah, I think Fivelin accidentally bumps into Tony's back, and he moves forward and kisses this Bridget mouse. Yeah. And they are in love, and Immediately. it's and it's lame and pointless, and I don't care about these two characters at all. Well, they don't give Bridget any real purpose because she's a girl mouse. Yeah. I mean, there's other female characters that have purpose in the show, but yeah, she's not one of them. 
So she suggests that they go to Honest John because Honest John knows everyone and he'll know where their family is. Mm -hmm. So when they go to Honest John, he's actually at a wake. And this is where we get introduced to the first drunk Irish mouse. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who's drinking a bit of the creeper. (laughs) And the creeper is basically something so alcoholic it burns holes in the wood on the floor <laughs> is which this is a cool little detail industrial strength alcohol like <laughs> like drunken master 2 that Jackie Chan drinks at the end of that and has an awesome fight oh that's what they should do they should have a yeah drink all that then become drunken kung fu masters and take on those take on those uh, cats that would be a much different film ooh hmm i have a re-envisioning of this <laughs> is he going to get uh, koala underwear? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Jackie Chan did have koala underpants. Yeah, I'll, I'll write it in somewhere. It'll be an homage to, uh, yeah. What am I even talking about? <laughs> so they take the stereotypes a bit further even, and uh, this drunk Irish mouse, Honest John, is at a wake, and he's like, ah, it's just a shame. Well, it's... That he won't be around for November. Well, but he'll still be on the roll. Oh. He writes his name yeah. down in the, uh, I believe it was like the ghost votes. Yes. It, it, was, yep. book. it says ghost votes right in there. Huh? He'll vote for me later on. Voter fraud. That's not Irish at all. So I will back off from me trying to do accents. <laughs> no, no, no. It's about as uh, good as what's in this movie. Yeah, it's very subtle that. I like the uh, the lady mouse that comes in, the high society lady mouse that comes in because she speaks with, what was her name? A lisp. Uh, her name is, hold on. Okay. I got it. Oldie. I got it. Uh, okay. She got honest John. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> See, because I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have it. Well, like yeah. the character's base, like the voice is based off of somebody. Barbara Walters. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I I would say yeah, yeah. That's a kind of a uh, thick Barbara Walters. It's a Barbara Walters with a yeah. And she's like, we need to have a wowie. <laughs> the uh, drunk Irish is like, a wowie. What's a wowie? <laughs> you know, a gathering. Oh, a rally. That's what I said. A wowie. I kind of I just like that interchange because it's fun. <sighs> Lee was getting bored around this time. <laughs> I can imagine. No, yeah. There's not much happening right now. Yeah, not much happens in this movie. And it was really, my memories had ended at this point, too, as a kid. I just remember, yeah, Fievel being on, uh, getting separated, meeting a couple people, cats attacking him, and then blankness. My mind was blank, was just wiped clean of what happens at, after this. As little kid Lee and adult Lee have just kind of look at each other like and just shrug shoulders, unfortunately. <laughs> Eh, whatever. But Honest John doesn't know the mouse. Yeah. So this is a dead end for Fievel. Yeah, what does Fievel do next now? Because he's still so he looking goes, around. He and... goes home with Bridget and Tony. Oh, okay. And, well, because oh. they shack up right away, of course. Well, they've got to, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. They're, they kissed, so now it has to be serious. Mm-hmm. It's going to be serious in the eyes of the church if they don't continue and <laughs> proper about this. Proper well, he's, he's Italian. She's, I think, Irish. Uh-oh. So we have a Roman Catholic and a Protestant? Well, it depends on which part okay. of Ireland. Is she North Ireland or is she just regular Ireland? I think this is really important. Yeah, I'll, I'll write this all in my uh, my 
my reboot. <laughs> and Fievel just sits out on the, I'll say porch. Sure, balcony, it hole matter. in the junk thing they're in. And this is where they sing somewhere out there. Yeah, because... Th- showcase the non-talent of singing that these children have. Yeah. The sisters on the uh, somewhere else in the city. Family has, I guess, even mom and dad said, well... There's only four of us now. We have to move on. Fievel's dead. Sister refuses. No, no, no. I think he's still. I think he's still out there somewhere. Somewhere out there beneath the moonlit. Dreaming of you and missing you so. <laughs> and trying to remember the lyrics. <laughs> I don't know. I have a dog very concerned for me right now. The puppy's going to start howling too on how our terrible singing <laughs> was. Like, You're dying, aren't you? You're dying. I can tell. Right? It's but really it's not bad. like when you die. But it was very similar in the movie of these kids can't sing. And is it really just trying to be cute that they can't sing? I like it that they can't sing. I Let's not iron out and bring in someone who can and just be like, these are just kids. Okay. I like that. All right. You're talking me into it. All right. Fair enough. Because I do like it definitely a lot more than the overly produced cheesy version at the end of the credits that we get with, oh, yeah. with Linda Ronstadt. I, I had to and, shut that off early because I'm like, somebody oh, else. I don't like. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Oh, my. <laughs> but it's a cute little song. And that's the main thing I remember from this besides Fievel being cute and the hat and what. Being in danger, it's this song. This song was everywhere. It was everywhere. It was absolutely. Yeah. You walk around the corner, bam, somewhere out there in your face. Like, Linda Ronstadt, leave me alone. Like, no, no, check this out. (laughs) Got up in the middle of the night, it's 2 a.m. You got to take a dump and you're pushing, and then all of a sudden. Like, and you look at your butt. You're like, what the hell is going on? Even your butt's involved in this song. Just everybody. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's all right, I guess. It's what it is. It is what it is. So in the morning, the mice have a wowie. A wowie. And the high society ladies doing a speech. Fievel is on stage with Bridget. Yeah. I don't remember if Tony was there, but Fievel just can't sit still. He's like ants in his pants. Oh no, Tony's not there because he got his and left. Oh. <laughs> that son of a bitch just got out of there like well yeah, look at the time I gotta get going uh, see you there um, uh, Bella the name's Bridget whatever you can have the kid <laughs> I, I don't want him oh, tough t- uh, bye so no one has an idea on how to get rid of the cats and mm-hmm. that's why they're all there Fievel rushes up to high society lady and whispers something in her ear and she's like, like oh, oh yeah yeah We've got a plan. You know, no discussion on this whatsoever. They're just going to move on it from Baby Mouse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm struggling to remember this part. I'll take your word for it. I believe you yeah. that this is what happened. It, well, I mean, at this point, it's not even story wise and timing wise in the movie. It wouldn't make sense to expand any further on this concept because it's a waste of time. I think you're right. Let's keep going. So they move into this Museum of the Weird that's on a pier uh, in New York. That's where they're going to set up their 
secret weapon. Okay. And cool. while there, uh, Fival hears a violin coming from uh, the sewer. Oh, yeah, now I remember. So, yep. So he goes into the sewer because obviously his dad hangs out in the sewers. <laughs> well, they're mice. So go down there. And down there he finds uh, a bunch of cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them being a Dom DeLuise cat. Finally. Oh, the other part of the movie that I remember as a kid. Dom DeLuise is here. Tiger is finally here. Yes. Uh, it took forever to get to the character that I love the most. I, I have to admit that is the most, like, fun-loving character of the bunch. It's Dom DeLuise, of course. What? <laughs> He's a Dom Booth staple. He's in, I think, all his movies. <laughs> and we find out that the boss of all these cats oh, yeah? is... Warranty rat. <gasps> that jerk. He's actually a cat in disguise. What a what? jerk. What? Pretending he must be to be a very tiny cat. I guess so. Yeah, he has a cone around his his cat nose to pretend that he's a mouse or a rat or something. And oh, he's just double crossing those mice. Mm, shaking my fist. <laughs> he sees Fievel through his mirror, like piece of glass that acts as a mirror. Mm-hmm. So they cats chase him, but he gets away. And Fievel's like, I'm a smooth criminal. <laughs> and then gets yoinked back into the sewers by the cats because he's really not. Yoink, and now he's captured and put in a birdcage, and he's crying and sad, but the long-haired tabby known as Tiger or Dom DeLuise comes up, and he's like, hey, what's up there, guy? I just, I can't do his voice, but he's like, bra, bra. you know, yeah. you know, Dom DeLuise. He's just, <laughs> I can't do it. Just, he is what he is. He reminds me a lot of my cat O'Malley. Oh, yeah, just a lovable fluffer. He wants to be a yeah. fighter, but he's really not. He's all tough, but mm-hmm. he's actually just a big softy. Yeah, and he says, oh, I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat mice. I don't, eat, I don't like red meat at all. I like broccoli. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, Lee's invested in this movie again. All right, Tiger, woo. And then Tiger's song happens, and it's it's a really fun song. I just put Me Too on there, but that's not the main theme of the song. That's how it starts. Because he's like, I like this. And then the other, the mouse is like, Five was like, I, me too. You too, too, too. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. Yeah. And he, and during the song, we find out Tiger has a prehensile tail. He better. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in the process of everything, all of a sudden, all the real cat, uh, sorry, not real cats, other cats show up and see that Tiger is not exactly keeping the prisoner a prisoner. Yeah. Because they're singing and a song, they're singing a duo song, a duo, just a duo. I couldn't think of it for a moment, but I had to. Yeah, I like that song. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and I was always wondering what's going on that they're the same size in the video. And then I got it. I was like, oh, oh it's because of the reflection. Yes. They're cheating their reflection to look like they're the same size. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's a really nice sentiment, actually. I really enjoyed that. So he sees that. Oh, Tiger's just a. Uh, normal cute guy yeah he's nothing to be afraid of that how much and he is a big cat actually he's even bigger than some of the other cats too yeah he's big cat he's a big fluffy cat wearing his tight shirt to show off his muscles <laughs> uh so tiger basically helps him ex- escape and this time uh he uh, fievel really does escape mm-hmm. in this escape he ends up leading the cats to this Museum of the Weird, where they've been preparing their secret weapon. And it's too soon. They have to be there at six, but it's like quarter to six. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember they were showing a map of their plan where they had the, the 
the uh, Hong Kong ship is at the end of the docks, and that's yep. where the museum is. And it'll open the door, and they'll release the secret weapon, and it'll push all the cats onto the Hong Kong ship, and then they'll be gone forever out of New York City. All the cats of New York will be gone. Every last one of them. When Fievel shows up, he starts yelling, the cats are here, the cats are here. The like half-awake mouse are like, oh, I guess it's time to go. Sound the alarm. Let's get going. And it's way too early, apparently. I guess. For for them to release the secret weapon. So they fight and fight and fight and fight to keep the secret weapon from getting loose. And they stop it. At the same time, Warranty Rat shows up outside. He's trying to strike Mm -hmm. a deal between the mouse and the museum. That they give him Fievel. And he'll make sure that these cats don't do him any harm but if i was like he's not a rat he's, he's a, a cat. cat yep and his little disguise is done for yeah they uh i think tony slingshots his disguise off yep something like and they're like oh my god release but, the secret weapon yeah because the whistle on the ship goes that it's gonna leave so they have to release it but oh no it they work so hard to stop it now it can't get going again i guess <laughs> And Warranty ends up trying to set the building on fire to burn them out or something. Yeah, there's much kerosene everywhere. Mm -hmm. But we see the... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, Fievel picks up some fire and burns a rope. And that releases the secret weapon. Yeah, which is a giant mouse of Minsk. Of Minsk. Yep, the the bedtime tale that Papa told Fievel earlier on and what he whispered into the lady... And here it is, this giant mechanical mouse thing on wheels <laughs> and shooting Huge fireworks and <laughs> bones. And, it's and oh yeah, the, that's right. They use fireworks. bones and stuff to make this thing, and the way it's animated is gorgeous. It is. It and is really well as done. A kid, that's kind of freaky looking too. Yeah, and noticing takes me back to Secret of Nim. Yeah, there and and I guess I mean the, it's. Animated all throughout really well, but here, really, they stepped it up, and it looked great. Mm-hmm. Sort of like in The Secret of Nim, when they really animated the tractor in that one scene. They just yeah. they act, animate just a little bit better to be more more scary. The same thing is here. And it freaks the cats out, which I can personally say, yeah. oh, yeah, that would freak cats out. Yeah. I just and- want to see a scene of a, a human just watching this from the, like, some drunkards or something on the, or the uh, <laughs> the people on the ship, the sailors, just like, what the hell is happening over there? That's not expected. <laughs> no. Mm. <laughs> uh, should we do something about this? Uh, no. Let's see how this plays out. And <laughs> yeah, we're pulling away, so it can't hurt us at all. <laughs> no, I guess not. <laughs> yes, but it pushes all the cats off the dock and crashes into the water and ta-da they did it they got rid of all the 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 cats and the anchor pulls up and all the cats are on top of it and And they're all resigned that they're gonna end up in hong kong so they're like we gotta brush up on our mandarin and whatever they say i don't know they say something like that and you hear the gong of course and the Uh, because it's a heavy-handed oh well it was, it was a different but time. We also find out that Fievel has been knocked unconscious from hitting his head when he released the secret weapon. And mm-hmm. now the building is actually like fully on fire. Yep. And he's in it. So uh, uh, like they go back to get him, but can't. he's also stumbling around. He looks messed up. I was worried about Fievel. Like, man, you got 
he got concussed. Really bad concussed. Like we can't put you back in right now. The the sideline <laughs> team is no, we can't. I know you want to play the rest of the game, Fievel, but you, you can't throw two hundred yards. Come on. Sorry, Fievel, you're out. And he ends up in something called Orphan Alley. Yeah, because the fire department comes in, they try to extinguish the fire, and they wash him down into the depths of, I guess, yeah, we find out Orphan Alley down further into the sewers. Where there's a bunch of jerk orphan mice that... Oh, they're so mean. ...pick on them. Yeah, this is our sleeping hay spot. You get over there, nobody likes you anymore. They left you. You're garbage. And then he's like, yeah, I'm garbage. Yeah, they left me. He tries to be tough, but then he just kind of... Goes to sleep all sad, and the camera kind of zooms out, and there's a bunch of sad mice sleeping everywhere. Yeah, sad. Poor little sad mice. But in the morning, all the semi-main characters <laughs> are riding Tiger. Yeah, and they're I can't believe I'm riding a cat. This is amazing. But it's Tiger. It's Dom DeLuise. Yeah, I wonder if anyone's ridden Dom DeLuise. Hold on, that could get weird. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure Burt Reynolds has... Wait a minute. <laughs> we have to do a Dom DeLuise movie besides the voiceover. We got to do Cannibal Correct. Run. Yeah. Oh, man. I love that guy. So they get Papa to play his violin mm-hmm. and not preach. And eventually, <laughs> Fievel ends up hearing the violin, which, let me state, two other times, Fievel has heard violins like that and rushed to him. Mm-hmm. This time, he's like, whatever he's got concussed man so they're practically a mile away before he gets up and starts yelling papa Papa. but they magically hear him from that far away so Mm -hmm. and they do one final crossing without seeing each other before they see each other and come back which i don't know if that was the third time but if it was kudos to them for following the rule of three yep but so they had one last miss and then they Yay, we found you. Yeah, You're not no. dead. And um, the family getting back together again was oddly emotional for me this time around. Yeah, well, it, they were always really, I mean, not always, but as an adult, this time around watching, it was they really loved each other, and the acting of yeah. it and the animation of it really was good. Yeah. And seeing Fievel, like, he looked pale and terrible, but then a sm- oh, yeah. smile on his face. And he gets his color back when he goes to his family. And then they hand him his hat back, which we skipped over a little bit where they were Papa and they're, they're trying to figure out. Oh, yeah. Because the whole uh, Tony has been calling Fievel um, Fefl- Philly. Philly. And they're just trying to figure that out. But then Tanya says, well, my name got changed. So that might have happened, too. Yeah. And then they find the hat. That's how they do. Anyway, but they're all reunited, and they put the hat on, and his hat fits now Woo. because of his massive concussion, and his brain is swelling. <laughs> so now the hat fits. And then there's a little fireworks behind him as yeah. he poses, fade to black, and then they're all on pigeons. <laughs> I like this. It's so dumb. It's great. <laughs> because... Yep, the pigeon, uh, the French Henri, Henri. Yeah, the pigeon is like, ah, my statue is complete. You have to come see it. And they even bring Tiger, but it takes four pigeons to carry him. Uh, it's dumb. I like it. <laughs> and uh, the one thing I like about the ending, even though it, it doesn't really, it's it ends the movie on kind of a meh point because this is like something that should have happened. I I believe like during the um. End credits or 
at the end of the credits because it it doesn't feel like a good strong powerful end it kind of weakens the end a little bit uh but Fievel is riding Henri and says what is all that over there mm-hmm. and Henri says well that that's America too and you'll get to see that too my little American which is a switch up from earlier when he kept calling Fievel his little immigrant oh you're right he did call that him call him an American Fievel became an American by the way of a French pigeon just gr- granting out uh, <laughs> uh citizenship <laughs> Sounds like it. It's got it's got social security cards and everything. Arrogant French pigeon. <laughs> and that's it. They look at the camera, Fievel and Tanya, and like wink. We'll see in the sequel. Lee never saw or cares about. Fievel goes west. They had no idea that they were going to do a sequel when they finished this. Why is that? Are you sure? Come on, this is a money make. No, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, it was a pretty big. This it was, was a- the biggest grossing um, animated film. Outside of a Disney animated film uh, at that point in time. And like we talked about earlier, I remember this being a huge movie. It was. It was huge. Huge! It made, uh, I, stupidly, I, I, I usually don't look anything up, but I read that it, it, 36 million in the United States and then another 30-some million worldwide. So $84 million this movie made. On a $9 million budget. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I guess so. What else do we have to add about the movie? Like plot wise? No, I guess I don't know. Well, I guess what we're at our stage of wrapping it up. Yeah. So what, what, um, you go first. Uh, watching it as an adult, I was I I know Secret of Nim wasn't clean either, but this one it felt like this should have been a cleaner transfer. Like there was a lot of film errors in. Oh, this. that's what you mean. I, th- I thought you like, meant story. Okay. Technically, the making it from your uh, stills to your animation in the film, it just—I would love to see a cleaned up you're version. Talk- so you're talking about like. Any so you're talking about. Film. So you're talking about like when you have a background and then you know that they're standing on something that's going to start to move. That it, it's obvious. Is that what you mean? Because mm, I don't there know. Was, there was only one sequence where uh, shadowing effect between the clear layer where they animate on and the background layer was very obvious. The rest of it wasn't a problem. It was more or less um, film. Uh, so like pops in the film grain that shouldn't have been grainy uh, that it was, I guess I was watching a more original transfer and not uh, whatever they call those when they, you know, airbrush them and stuff like that i don't know I don't i'm just know. it's mm. nitpicky stuff for me i guess so man <laughs> it's but it's because i love don bluth films so they w- I, I just don't like seeing them in a state where it's like oh god you could just make it better but that it, that's no effect on the film itself all right well did you see this on netflix like i did or did you have your blu-ray enhanced well, video. obviously, I didn't watch it on a Blu-ray in hand. Well, then you can't <laughs> complain because there probably that exists. So if you love it so much, go and buy it. <laughs> Throw some shekels yeah, at it. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. I have no I idea know. if it exists or not. But that's the thing is I don't think I'm going to be following up on this film to get a better version. Okay. It's because it, it's a nice classic Don Bluth film for its look, the standard of it. But I don't really care for it. <laughs> As much as an adult. But you liked it a lot as a kid? 
I did. I liked it a lot as a kid. And again, I'll say this like I've said about other movies. If I had a kid, I would totally let them watch this movie and encourage them to watch this movie. I will agree with you as well that I realized watching this as an adult is this is very much a kid's movie. And in the middle when I didn't know what was going on, it's because I just kind of my eyes glossed over and I just don't care. Just get let's just get through this. Uh, and then, oh, OK, got a little more life when. When um, Dom DeLuise showed up, finally, I'm like, okay, great, now I'm interested again. But then also, oh, he's not on screen, I'm getting bored again. And <laughs> and then it ends. You're right, it ends really clunkily and weird. So I didn't really like it. Uh, I liked yeah. it as a kid. I, do, I did like it as a kid, but I don't know if that was maybe also peer pressure. Because everyone, it was, like I said, it's everywhere, everyone liked it. It could have been that. But... As an adult, you could definitely skip this thing. Uh, watch it if you had nostalgia to see it again. Of course, the animation is pretty, even though you maybe there's a Blu-ray HD cleaned-up <laughs> version out there somewhere. I don't know. I'm not going to check it out. If you have yeah. kids, if you have kids, yes, I would definitely recommend it for kids because it definitely is a kids movie and not. And going back, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I haven't seen it in 30 years, and I, that's it. That's it for me. I'm out. Yeah, no more five. This is a nostalgia type thing yeah and i can't tune into my child self as much as i would need to to enjoy this film i agree 100 with you on this movie so that was an american tale directed by the legendary don bluth from 1986 if you want to get a hold of us you know how to do all that blah 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 stuff you know where to download us and so on what you can do though would be awesome is just spread this a little podcast, word of mouth to your friends, family, coworkers. If you're on a subway, just start screaming it loudly. I listen to this <laughs> podcast. Please check it out uh, and uh, be be polite about it and say thank you when you're done. What's a rewinders podcast? Thank you. Perfect. There you go. That's all we're asking, I guess. Sounds good. Oh. And then just remember to never say, say never, never again. Goodbye.